All right, welcome to Euphoria Episode 8. I'm your host, Dracos, here once again with Deficio. This is the show about all things EULCS. It is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Subscribe. Show us that love. We love that you guys are listening. Our topics today are mean tweets and Twitter questions, uh, final EULCS playoff predictions, some quickfire predictions, and our special topics of the day are the god of EULCS and MVP awards, and no surprise that it is, in fact, our guest, the god of the EULCS, who is here. Welcome, Gilius. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. All right, Gilius. Now, normally we like banter about some stuff, and we have some special kind of banter today because you have probably the spiciest Twitter account of any <laughs> EULCS pro player or NALCS pro yeah, player, yeah, any yeah. Western pro player, mm-hmm. potentially any pro player, but I do not read Chinese or Korean. Um, and I would like to start with some dramatic reading of your tweets. Now, you are the OG who made the tweets. Now, you've got a list of tweets in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you can pick which one, and you can go first, and then me and Martin will follow in suit and oh. uh, and read a lot of these. Now, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of profanity in here, and while we are generally okay with profanity on the show, uh, it feels weird to explicitly have you say it. So if you can creatively bleep yourself, you know, maybe yeah, sure, you say so. mother yeah. effers, maybe you make up a different word to fill it in. You know, I think uh, I think some of the more wholesome audience might appreciate it. All right, give us a tweet. Actually, all of them are so insane. <laughs> um, These are all new tweets. I think this one is good. Hide your junglers, ULCS teams. What I will do to them won't get out of your memory ever again. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, give us, you got to give us a little background story behind each of these tweets. Like, what was going through your head when you tweeted this out? Uh, I, I was just trying to make a tweet um, that is, like, accepted by by people that, like, don't like offensive stuff. So uh, I, I thought see. about something... Oh, potentially like, more offensive... No, like, it, it was hard to do, you know, like, I usually write, like, M efforts, <laughs> and then people don't like mm-hmm. it that much, mm-hmm. Lolly Sports doesn't retweet it. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder why. <laughs> so I thought, how, how do I make a tweet that is, like, accepted by everyone and still hilarious, so mm. this came out, yeah. All right, I, I got a tweet here uh, from you. This is obviously from, from Gilius himself. This was before LCS started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember, dramatic, year. really dramatic reading, <clears throat> really exciting. Like you're delivering okay. the greatest okay. analytical point of all time. <laughs> Let me try. I inspire myself every single day. It's really unbalanced being me. <laughs> This is is actually great though. This is like a fantastic like self-confidence tweet. I feel like this is like like you're like you're gonna be on a promotional like or motivational poster. Yeah, or you know (laughs) some some like shows and whatever when when the show starts is like a nice little quote in the start at first, it kind of inspires you a little bit. This could actually be a quote in an LCS intro and just said Gilly is down at the bottom. I Actually, like th- this is the one I remember the least, you know. This one? You don't remember that one? No, I remember it now, but... It was uh, November, the 28th yeah. of November, you wrote it. Yeah, it's a pretty, like, I think people got provoked by it, so... It's they probably, definitely did. It's probably a good one, too. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Oh, God, there's so many to pick from, and they're all so spicy. Huh? And the question is, do I pick a longer one? Go, get, get a longer <clears> one. <throat> longer one? No, I'm going to go for the short one. And if, if you want me to do another one, I can. All right. This one's my personal favorite, Gillis. I think this is mm-hmm. a poetic masterpiece. We back in business. Suck my f- haters. 
Oh. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Big smiley face. <laughs> yeah, I, I got into a bit of trouble for that one uh, with my organization and oh. w- with Riot. So. so so how does that work? Do they uh, they read your tweet yeah. and uh, out of nowhere someone just pings you on like Skype or email and says, hey, Gilius, let's talk. Or Yeah, my manager basic, basically told me that it's a little warning, you know, like... All right. Take care of your language and Twitter, and yeah, that's it. That's interesting. Okay, now you we drop, we draw. Yeah, uh, woo. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting to see where organizations draw the line because apparently it, it's like I feel like it might be the the sexual aspect of the tweet. Yeah, I don't think it's the, that we back in business after winning a game. <laughs> that I like, hey, hey, calm down here. Don't get yeah. people's hopes up. <laughs> All right, I think I feel like we can get a few more in. So Gilius. You could pick, pick number two. Let's pick. Uh, what else you got for oh, us? Oh, the the one at Xerxes was pretty good. Yeah, yeah get us the Xerxes. Only one. reality check I got from this game is that not a single team in this region is on our level. So, yeah. This I, was uh, this was fun fact. This was just before you guys started losing. Yeah. So it was actually <laughs> the perfect timing. You got that tweet out. Well, yeah. The following week, it kind of went downhill. But we were like seven one at this point. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah like you yeah. guys, because you ju- you guys just beat Splice, and it was like, yeah. uh, you only needed to beat, I think it was G two, mm-hmm. and then you had played all the teams, and then G two, kind of. Yeah, they crushed us. Yeah, almost perfect game, you guys. Yeah. All right, give us one more Drakus, and, <clears throat> and then we can move on. All right, we'll give you the longer one as you asked for. Most people with confidence got bullied out of the LCS by Reddit, but I survived, monkey fudgers. And now I'm taking over this region. You can figure out which word I censored. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a real one, though. This is like the truth. I mean, so talk to yeah, us about talk to that. us about the truth. Then, why do you? Who got bullied out by Reddit? How do you? I think uh, a lot of people did. So I, agree uh, with I mean, many people in the last years. It's just if you're on the hate list of Reddit, they're gonna talk shit every single day, until actually organizations start believing that you're a bad player, and then you don't get picked up anymore. And um, for me, the, I actually, it it was kind of like that for me last year, where after the relegation with Schalke, mm-hmm. I didn't get many offers from good LCS teams, and I had to play Challenger for a year. Um, and then people kept hating, but I actually started to get offers again uh, this year. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know. This you tweet survive. was like the truth, I would say. Yeah. But so, so, so you feel like it's ma- it's mainly like organizations. Uh, they they read this kind of stuff more than the player itself, because as a player, you can just yeah. not go to Reddit. You know, if, well, if well you. many players also believe what Reddit says. So okay, that's pretty stupid. So it's generally, just a bigger problem where people read what a random person on Reddit says about yeah. Gilius and his abilities, and then yeah, they they believe it. I mean, it's definitely. There's a lot of that in esports still, because it is just way easier in esports to actually connect with teams and pro players than is in traditional sports. Like a lot of traditional sports athletes, they they don't care. They won't just they don't they don't read these different forums. You know, mm-hmm. it's not part of their everyday life. But I think it is for a lot of for a lot of gamers. So it is always interesting. I mean, casting same yep. deal. Get blamed every once in a while. There's a that can be a lot of stuff. It can both be positive and negative. It can be like 
a very negative snowball where you just get mentioned every time and get told that you suck no matter what happens. And mm -hmm. you can, you've just seen those threads where it's a conversation about water and then someone says, yeah, I hate water, but I also hate this caster. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. So it's just out of nowhere that just gets pulled in. But there's also the positive snowball, I guess, if everything is going well. It's true, literally every caster or player hate thread is like, yeah, I wish he was more like this person. Could you quantify that a little bit? Could you tell us why you like this person or player? Like, yeah, no. no, 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 no. I hate him. I wish he was this person. Now, I do like the the point you make about how you started getting offers again mm -hmm. after, because you went to America, obviously, and played uh, for one split. One split, yeah. One split, and then you joined Giants, mm -hmm. and on Giants, you guys obviously started winning everything. Uh, I remember a lot of people already when you were on Giants were kind of like, "Ooh, okay, this team is looking pretty good." Mm. Um, Except for when you went into the promo tournament and then the entire audience got to watch Giants and everyone said, these guys, nah, 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 <laughs> they can't do anything. Like, yeah, they win in Spain, but who cares? On the big stage, they will crumble. And then you crushed. And then you guys actually crushed everything. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was kind of a standout moment for me about rookies plus a forgotten hero. Basically, forgotten hero. In don't even say veteran. Forgotten <laughs> hero. Okay, well, we are going to have a chance to talk about Gilius in your history uh, as well here in a second. But before we do, I did promise Twitter that we would get some questions in. Okay. So let's just start with the one that we inevitably have to ask, which is Smite-related, because there's about 60 of these, <laughs> various jokes. Did you unbind Smite? Should you take cleanse instead? Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you to everyone who, after seeing 10 <clears throat> other people wrote the joke, wrote a new version. Mm, I appreciate yes. your commitment to creativity <laughs> Basically 95% of the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> we have some really good questions in here, too, that I really like, uh, and the Smite one, I think, is still valid and totally fair to be asked. So talk to us about Smite, Gilius. What What's going on in your world? How do you feel about smiting objectives? Uh, so... The thing with me and smiting is uh, many games I actually I'm f so focused on other things that I don't actually look at the smite uh, amount like what it how much it does or I don't focus on smiting it at the right moment because I'm looking at other things and then it was like this two years ago for me as well with Schalke where I was getting out smited some weeks then my smites were good again and then um, this week's I focused on just focusing on it, and then I still got outsmited sometimes. <laughs> Shit happens. But yeah, I don't know. It's like when when you're going for 50-50 smites, it's anyway a bad decision already. Thank you. So um, we're just focusing on cleaning up our game, and then there's not going to be smite wars, I would say. So you do take some of the blame for it. I think that's what a lot of people are kind of hoping for in some way, because I personally always believe it's a 50-50 smite. Uh, in most cases, your team have done something wrong, mm -hmm. uh, because I actually rewatched a lot of the, the Barons you guys lost, um, and there are so many times where your entire team is sitting there with multiple abilities ready that can actually deny a jungler from getting into the Baron pit in the first place, but no one uses it. Mm -hmm. And then the jungler jumps in, 50-50 smite, and then everything gets used. Like Specifically, the Rocket game where Memento stole two Barons from oh, you yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Memento well, is on Sidwani, he dashes over a wall. Jizuke yeah. is right next to him with a Zia ulti, and he's like, nah, nah, yeah, I don't care about that guy. And then like I'm just like, come on, like just someone denied a jungle from getting in in the first place. Well, I, I think the, the call was like to to rush the Baron like as soon as possible before he can get into the pit. But then we didn't have enough damage and they stole it. Mm. But like, uh, anyway, I, 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 obviously I should blame myself for it. Like if I 
take the decision to go for the 50-50, then it's already cool. Like I f***ed up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed that you didn't react really violently to this question. And like, yeah. Yell. That you reacted with a very cool head and calm temperament. Well, like, the thing is, <laughs> it's like such a stupid thing. Like people are so focused on the smite. They're like uh, judging a jungler's ability by his smites, you know, so... It's the easy way to judge a person. Like yeah. people, people yeah. need. Hold on, people don't understand pathing. People don't understand efficiency in the early game, but yeah. they can see smite, man. It's like yeah. the most tangible, immediate example of of pass or fail, right? Like, did you hit a smite? Did you hit a smite? Did you <laughs> successfully gank someone and kill someone? Because like, if you pull off a gank and it's technically a good gank, but something goes wrong, like your support mm. does something wrong, or or just the timing's a little bit unlucky, people are like, ah. Oh, that must have been a bad gank then because he didn't get anything. And then it's just, it's either good or bad. And that's what people can latch on to. And the same with smites. Did you get the Baron? I mean, or did you not get the Baron? Historically speaking, like playoffs or world's finals were never decided by 50 50 smite. It's like the, yeah. the team that's, that is better gets the clean Baron and then wins the game. So that's true. I'm not worried about my smite abilities and playoffs. So. Except for that one Smeb. I was about to say, there was an LCK final. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where it was the, the GP ult that stole one time. It. But that was not a 50 50 Baron. That was not a, that that was was like a 91 was a, to 1%. Hail Mary Baron. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so we have two more questions. One coming in from William Babin 99 hrx He says, a lot of people compare your style to that of Dardoch. Where would you rank him against other Western junglers, including yourself? Dardoch. Um, I think Dardoch and me are pretty similar, actually. We, yeah, we play the same champs, I would say. Most of the metas. And we are bro both pretty active in the early game. Um... How would I compare him? Hmm. I think he's probably top five in the West as a jungler. I, I don't really, I don't want to say top three mm -hmm. because um, right now they are like on a downswing. So, uh, but yeah, I think he's really good. And yeah, when Gragas was uh, in the jungle picture, he was a Gragas player. I was one. When Lee was in the picture, we both played Lee. So we're pretty similar, I would say. Do yeah. you see any similarities in personality? Uh, personality. Yeah, maybe actually. He's he's pretty honest as well. So, yeah. Because yeah, I, I I mean that's I think what a lot of people would see, right? Because even if you can't see like the nuances of play style, you can definitely see that you guys are both very confident players, right? Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to talk more about that later as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, the good and the bad things yeah. regarding that. Our final question comes from Bartaj. All right, I'm not gonna pronounce your last name. I apologize, Bartaj. At Bartek350Z, uh, who do you respect most as a player and a person? Ooh. So you're going to get um, two parts. Who do you respect most as like a person, as an individual, and who do you respect most as a player? Um, as persons, I would say Soas and Miffy. Um, ever since I, I went into the scene, they were always like the people I looked up to and learned a lot from. And like whenever I chatted with them, like... If it was at like when when we went out or at the LCS studio, they taught me a lot of things. So uh, I respect them a lot for that. And then as a player, probably Bjergsen and Reckless, mm -hmm. just um, because of their work ethic and uh, individual skill. Not because like I mean, there's one thing that bothers me with Bjergsen is that he's never successful internationally, but. Uh, 
like when I see what he does in NA, I'm I'm still pretty amazed and I respect him a lot. Yeah. Two big names. Cool to hear Soaz on that list, you know? Because I think I think I, I for me personally, like I see Mithy as this guy, and part of that's because I know him and I know the impact that he has on teams, but I don't think you hear as many people talk about Soaz in that like honorable person category. A lot more people are like Ooh, fanatic veteran, been around forever, so, uh, so as, as opposed to like talking mm. about who he is as a person. I don't know. I, I've heard quite a few times, especially from, from fanatic players and people who worked a lot with Source in the past about the kind of impact he he will have on your team uh, just because of like the amount of knowledge he kind of brings in terms of you know playing the game, being on a team. And he has this like really unique way of thinking in a lot of ways about what he specifically can do. And I think that brings a lot to a team uh, other than just another player who can play his laning phase and whatever. Like, he can actually, like, find creative ways to win you the game or talk through the game. And I've heard that praise quite a few times, um, which is, of course, one of the reasons he's remained very successful for this many years, because uh, people are not praising Soas for being the mechanical god up in the top lane who can just like carry every game possible because he's been on dog champions for like two years yeah. now <laughs> uh, so it's everything else he brings that people are praising and I mean there's a reason he's been at the top basically since he started in season one when he made the world final I think what's most impressive is as you said that they have a huge impact in the team just with their personalities and like having a leader role I mean Miffy Wherever this guy went in the last years, he yep. he won won it like won the ULCS or went to semis at Worlds, so gotta respect it. Absolutely do. Yeah. All right, well that does it for our Twitter questions and our reading of Gilius tweets. Gilius, I hope that you will continue to tweet fun stuff. Yeah, uh, I hope so that too. we can read in the future. More warnings can come in. If, uh, <laughs> if I'm allowed to, then uh, the tweets will come. Gilius unleashed. <laughs> So for our next topic, we want to talk a little bit more about you, Gilius, and your history. And before we start, uh, Deficio has, a, not, I don't want to call it a prepared speech. Deficio just wants to give people an overview, I think, of the, of the history of Gilius. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm going to need your help here, Gilius, because uh, let's just say that the first year, two years of your career, they were a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of switching around, but... Uh, the first time people really saw you on the big stage, funny enough, was Worlds 2014, mm -hmm. where Sven Skaren, of course, uh, got banned for the first three games of mm -hmm. uh, of Worlds with the whole little uh, name changing. That wasn't very smart <laughs> oh from God. him back then. Uh, so Gilles, because you were on the SK Prime team, you got put in uh, to the main lineup. Uh, no, I was not on SK Prime. Oh, you're not on SK Prime. I, I was in Unicorns of Love. Oh, they just randomly picked you and said, Gilius. Yeah, the thing play. is, I just promoted to LCS and they, Kenny Panda and me were just dual queuing because he was German. We just were friends. And <clears throat> apparently they asked the Escape Prime guys and they all said they don't want to go. So they Interesting. had no one to take. So they just asked me. I was like, sure. You were 17? Yeah, I was 17. And I was like, just chilling at home, just qualified to the LCS with unicorns. And then, yeah, I just went to Worlds. There you go. You just went to, how was that? Like, that must have been pretty crazy. It was pretty sick, actually. They, like, it was so professional. Like, I fly to Taiwan, and then this insane car picks me up, and this guy in an insane suit 
And then I drive to this five-star hotel. Oh, our hotel was in the hotel crazy was, hotel. I think it was even above five stars. Yes, I believe so. I, yeah. Uh, nicest hotel we've ever stayed at. Okay, yeah. It was crazy. With this, like, rooftop uh, swimming pool. Yep. And then, yeah, it was crazy. So I go into my room, and there's Sven Skerin. I, I had to share with Sven Skerin. And Sven Skerin and me were always flaming each other in solo queue. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a pretty awkward situation. Oh, God. <laughs> so, and then when I asked the guys, why do I share a room with Sven Skerin? Like, we like each other the least. And was, they were like, yeah, because he snores. And yeah, that's <laughs> and true. Like, I was on a team with him. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take one for the team. Yeah. Oh, man. Fun story. Uh 2012, when uh, we created the original full Danish Copenhagen Wolves lineup, and Sven Skeren was uh, he was a star player on it before Bjergsen joined. Uh, we had to go to this LAN event in Sweden, and we had to drive early in the morning from Denmark to get there. So we were sleeping all together, like this place we were boot camping. Mm. And first time, everyone just kind of you know slept in the same room, so no one knew about the Sven Skeren oh, thing. Shit. <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't think anyone slept more than like an hour that night except for him because he was just snoring so loudly for the entire night and you're stuck in his room and you can't get out and it's just like that was one of the worst nights ever of just yeah everyone just looked at each other and we're like okay this is so bad this is like we're done we're so done and then an hour later we had to get up and like drive all the way to Sweden and play this LAN event and it was it, yeah, it was uh, it was quite an experience. So ever since that, uh, we made sure that we didn't have to sleep in the same room because. Uh, what even is that? Sleeping five people slept in the same room? Yeah, because you were like a boot camp thing. Oh. We had like back there were no one booked was hotels for you in two thousand twelve. This was this was simple uh, simple times. Anyway, anyway, so worlds awesome, good stuff. You play three games. Yeah. You guys lose all three of them. Yeah. Uh, Gilius, you were to blame for all of them, if I remember well, correctly. They Sven Skeren at the time was just a beast though. He was insane. You man. can't just take him away from the team and put in a challenger serious jungler. And you were not to blame, don't worry. You you definitely tried your best, but Well I think in the uh what was it called? TPA game, uh Taipei Assassin's game, yeah, I yeah. played quite well with Javan. Uh we had like a five thousand gold lead and then we wait, what happened actually? We got Oh, yeah, they ran down, like, mid lane uh, to push our inip, and then we all recalled, and then they just turned around and went to Nash. Uh -huh. And then we lost. And, yeah, the game was TSM and uh, Royal Club. I think I played pretty bad, so I, I could be blamed for that. So SK went down. Obviously, when Skyrim came back for the second week, and they won a few games, but it was enough to get out. So that yeah. was... Uh, that was like the big uh, international introduction of Gilius is out of nowhere. And yep. you said to yourself, you'd already, you just qualified with Unicorns of Love. And this is, of course, the original Unicorns of Love back then. Uh, the first time we got to see them actually on the big stage when you guys were down 2 0 to Millennium, yep. reverse swept them, got into the LCS with Poppy top lane from Visichachi that no one oh, played at that yeah. time. That was a, Wait, that was this... Did you guys have to play a game before that? Because I remember Power trashing on Alex Ish, but I can't remember the yeah, context. Yeah. We, like... We were the last seed of the Challenger Series, mm. uh, and we had to face G2, the first seed. So last seed was first seed in the first round. So we knock out G2 out of the tournament. <laughs> Like the last place, you know, and then when I handshaked Ocelot, he was so fucking mad. <laughs> he had like veins on his head. 
It's like, and then was he playing? Yeah, he was playing. Oh yeah, and Alex was top lane. Was that? Oh it? no, that, that is just G two. That was oh, like okay, modern. Oh okay, so was yeah yeah. And then the next round, um, we faced. Wait wait, it was H two K actually. Hmm. And then we lost to H two K, and then we had to face uh, NIP for the third right. uh, s- slot in the relegations. And that was the hyped NIP, like Alex Ish, um, Freeze. Cool? No, was it was the... Lulex. It was Lulex the jump. Cabo Chart. And. That was a. I forgot that, that yeah. was an NIP yeah, yeah, line. Yeah. It wasn't Gambit. It was. The first I just remember Alex Ish. Yeah. And then we just absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> 3 0 stomps, like 20 minutes stomps. Alex got obliterated. That's like the one yeah. thing that stuck with me in that but series. But Puff Evil was like smurfing, man. Like at that time, I don't know, man. He was just too good. It was actually really easy to play with. So Unicorns made it in. Yeah. Gilius did not make it in. Yeah. Because they removed you. Yeah, they got Kikis. They got Kikis instead of you. Yeah. Um, do you remember why they kicked you? Uh, honestly, it's like... Um, so Kikis was like friends with all of the people in my team. And he was really, really good at that time. Uh, so it's understandable. Like Kikis was a free agent and was extremely good. Mm-hmm. Like as you could see when they played. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They went like... I think they... Did they win the IEM or did they go to the finals? They they lost the finals with Cloud9. Oh, they yeah. beat TSM in the great, you know, first BO3 there yeah. with all the different But yeah, Kikis was a beast. I was like mediocre. Like going into the <laughs> relegation tournament, I practiced one champ. Like I went into a relegation match, best of five, practicing one champ. That was Javan. <laughs> so this Millennium. And what happened was they banned Javan the first two games. <laughs> So I couldn't play anything else. And then when we picked Poppy, they started banning Poppy instead of Javan. So I could actually play Javan and I started doing work. But right. yeah, I, I was not that good, I think, back then. All right, so that was fair enough, fair enough. And then after after you get kicked from Unicorns, it's like, it's a lot of different challenger teams. Oh, yeah. You're kind of moving around. You were yeah. on G2. The, the legendary Melon Cats. The Melon Cats, <laughs> of course, which uh, where you guys had to end up forfeiting. Yeah. And- Fluxish. And then, yeah, <laughs> Flax just got banned, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then there was Gamers 2, uh, as they were called back then. Sorry, Ocelot. Uh, where you actually got to play with the original lineup before Perks joined. Yeah. Because Perks came in for Summer Split. Yeah. And then when he joined, you got kicked. Oh, that didn't work. Probably. No, didn't no, work. Perks was really toxic back then. Okay, so you and Perks didn't, didn't click. No, no, no. Didn't and work. you ended up leaving the team like week two. Yeah. And then from there on, you actually, the next time you saw you were on Unicorns Love again. Just yeah, in the LCS. basically Kiki's left and went to G2 and I went to Unicorns. Just swapped. A little swap right there. And uh, it's a lot of uh, swapping around different channel teams, so it becomes a bit of a mess. But then the big thing, Gilius finally gets into the LCS for real. Mm-hmm. It's on Elements. Elements, yeah. 2016. And then later that became Schalke, obviously mm-hmm. for summer split, and you were in LCS or there for the full year. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, back then I, I remember the, the the confidence, but wasn't that much of trash talking going yeah. on? Yeah, like, that's a good question. So when did when did the confidence start? As we kind of go through your career, when do you feel like you really became maybe became a good player, or when you really recognized it, and when you started to feel good enough about it that you were willing to tweet it out publicly? Um, I mean, 
I've always been really confident and I always thought I'm the best. Like even when Unicorns replaced me for Kikis back then, I thought I'm much better than Kikis, <laughs> even though I only played one champion. <laughs> but you can admit now that like yeah, he yeah. was better than you. So yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. So but in the moment. But in the know? moment. Okay, yeah, that's cool. In the well, moment, I, I thought that. so. I respect yeah. that. But like, honestly, my confidence came after Worlds. Uh, I went back home and after getting destroyed by like Insect and all of these junglers, I realized I have to learn Rengar, I have to learn Lee Sin, I have to learn a lot of champions if I want mm -hmm. to be good. And then I just sat home all day, practiced my ass off. Like one year straight, I just practiced really hard, went like rank one in EU Challenger. And then I think uh, I started to become a bit cocky, I would say. I like it. So basically, Element Schalke, of course, everyone was hyped about the Schalke thing because football club came in. It's going to be hype. Oh, that was pretty cool, yeah. They got this lineup, sadly, that on paper was not very strong. Um, do you remember the actual lineup? Yeah. I mean, the Elements lineup, how it came together was, um, I think they wanted to sell their spot, Elements. And then they failed too. So they had to make a last minute roster. <laughs> yeah. So they just got like, solo queue players together um and it was you and uh, aika uh Spratl, steve rales yes that was it yeah. um yeah we we were like really insane in scrims i think like individually we had a lot of skill but then on stage yeah we were not i remember good. aika dying a lot aika died a lot on stage, a lot on stage. yeah he, he was so nervous man yeah i, I actually felt bad for him and then it turned into Schalke because they actually managed to sell. Yeah, and yeah. then we we picked up Fox for Madeleine. Yeah, and then that Schalke lineup, it's a little bit of hype around it, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah. I, remember, I remember being like very nervous, but I was like, ooh, that lineup is not going to do well for Schalke. And then you guys ended up going to relegation yeah, as well. But uh, that that was such a disaster, man. It Yeah, it went down. I mean, we thought we would like finish top three. We we're like stomping people in scrims. I mean, top teams were screaming us and they had no chance against us. We were like fucking 6 0 uh, like top teams back then. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Well, but do you think like, is this because like shot calling on stage was bad? Nerves on stage? No, I, I think we just, people started to lose motivation. Uh, like we almost made playoffs. And then when we couldn't make playoffs anymore, People stopped trying and just mm -hmm. didn't play anymore. Mm. And then they didn't realize that this will actually get, you relegated. get us relegated. relegated. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And Schalke ends up getting relegated, yeah. even though I remember the last game, the last uh, promo match, which went all five games. No. Oh, four games. It went four games. Four games, yeah. You guys lost 3-1. I remember you popped off on Lee Sin. In the one game you guys managed to win. Yeah. Where it was like, oh my god, oh, yeah. god, Gilead is yes. doing it. And then. Yeah, I actually remember shit posting about that. That was a good time. And then the next game, you guys lost and it was over. Because yeah. you were down 2 0. You picked Lee Sin. Went, went crazy. Well, Lee Sin was pretty bad back then. Don't know why I played Lee. You it did worked. to carry, man. Yeah, but we were such like in such a bad slump. Like I had to do stuff, otherwise the game was lost. Mm. And, and the enemy team was not bad. They had Alfari, Hans, Igna. Yeah, Selfie and and Wisdom was pretty good too. Yeah, Wisdom was not bad. That was the old Miss Miss Academy hit team. Miss. So let's get to the modern era, I think a little bit. Uh, 
we know Giants and the qualifications. We know you played in the NA, but I think we can we can keep talking about the little things. But I think let's talk a little bit about Vitality mm-hmm. um, to kind of round out this section. Here we are, modern day Vitality. Um, you guys absolutely smash. Tavishio mentioned this earlier. The haters, everybody that stood in your path, you crushed oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone got like, destroyed. For four weeks of LCS, and then it, it got a little rocky, um, and I... We talked to Yamato, you know, in the first weeks when you guys were on the winning streak about like how a single win wouldn't affect you guys, wouldn't affect your team, wouldn't affect you. Do you do you feel hit at all in terms of confidence now that you guys are you're admittedly still pretty close to the top of the LCS, but now that you're starting to lose more frequently? Um, not really. Uh, I think when we lose, it's uh, really easy things to fix, and um, in best of fives, we would not make the mistakes we are making, so it's not worrying me at all. Okay. But uh, I'm a bit upset about our standings right now, uh, that we like are not like secured second or like can fight for first. Yeah, because you guys had it all like it was in yeah. your hands. You it, were... I mean, we were seven one. It was all set up. And then uh, the match against Fnatic last week, that was it. You know, when we if we beat them, we would be even in standings and win the head to head with them. You got it right there, the standings. Oh, yeah, the standings. Yeah, basically, it, I, I don't think our confidence is hit at all. And if we actually 2-0 this week, we are secured second place. Uh, if Spice 2... Okay, you play Spice. We play Spice. So and we play G2, so... But yeah, and you will have a 2-0 head-to-head against Spice. Yeah. So that's good, then. So 2-0 by itself. It's a tough schedule you got for the last week. G2 and Spice. Especially with the Spice are playing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. G2 you can definitely beat. Uh, because that team has gone downhill pretty well, fast. I think Splice is like stylis- stylistically uh, not good against us. Like I, I think we match pretty well against them. But what is the Vitality style now? Because so I go in the mindset of ooh, I like Vitality's early game a lot. Gilles and Jizuke, great combo, getting ahead in the early game, and then those two guys together can actually you know get couple shot on a carry rolling, and you have like three super strong team members and. Mm-hmm. Mini Trubex and Jack Rolders kind of have to play a little bit supportive in the start, at least in some of the games. And then when you guys go on this losing streak and also with the loss against Rocket last week, I started really questioning, okay, Vitality, is the, is the early game where the focus is at? You know, is that what they're trying to play for? Is it more? Because then you guys try to draft some scaling comms yeah. and those comms never really look too good for you guys. Uh, so what is the Vitality style? Uh, I would say we have like ex- uh, extremely good mid laner and a very like solid uh, bot lane, which is like I don't know how to say it. I mean, our mid laner usually gets a lead, and then mm-hmm. we snowball from that, and we like draft really strong fighting comps, and then we are really good at uh, playing the mid game like macro wise. And yeah, uh, I mean. Versus Splice, I just know that we will always win because uh, whenever we face Kazing with the bot lane I have right now, Kazing always got crushed. Mm. I, I think Jack Troll is just, his champion pool is just extremely good against Kazing, I would say. Right. Things like Thresh and so on against Squishy yeah. supports. And then, uh, I mean, Niski is really uh, outmatched by Jizuka also. See, at the start of the season, I would have said 100-100%, but I take credit to Niski. He has been getting better, but I do agree that it does feel like a, a Jizuke-favored matchup. Although, to, 
For me, it's hard to 100% say that because, I mean, we saw double Echo picks, and the Echo looked pretty good, but it didn't really look like a champion that he would absolutely stomp lane on. It looked like it required a lot more support to get rolling, and sure, once it got started, it was good, but I wonder how. I wonder if this is going to be as easy of a matchup for Jazuki as a lot of people might expect it to be. Mm, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I sometimes wonder if you guys hurt yourself a little bit in the draft by focusing too much on counter picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I get the echo pick uh, against Azir, it makes mm. a lot of sense. And then you draft it. I mean, I'm just thinking about the Rocket game specifically here. Like, you guys try and draft the Janna pick into the Morgana. You guys have the echo into the Azir. And then you have Kabushan and Camille top. So, like, in a lot of ways, a really good 1 3 1 comp that if you guys get ahead in the early game, can just completely take over the map. But. Obviously, the risk is if you ever fall behind, there's very few comeback mechanics. Uh, well, kind of if, if the bot lane, like our bot lane, uh, loses that hard, then, yeah, then it's over. Right? Then it's over. But I guess no matter what kind of comp you draft in that case. Because we got first blooded and then level two ganked. So they had like a Caitlyn Morgana lane perma shoving. And then you, you can't really take the tempo back in a, in a game like that. We have to basically just play on the opposite side of the map. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't do. I played on my weak side and I died at our blue buff. So, I mean, that game was winnable, you know, but uh, the early start made it a, a lot harder. Yeah. All right. So, you're still confident as you should be in Vitality yeah. going into playoffs? Because that's a, the, the Vitality playoff thing is a very interesting topic. Uh, a lot of people, when they see a new team win a lot of games in a row, they're like, ah, will never last in best of five. It's only good in best of one. They just rely on one <laughs> style only. Yeah. Um, Yamato kind of had a lot of uh, stuff to say about that one specifically, uh, also on Twitter about like, you guys are drafting the most diverse compositions. Yeah. You guys have like a lot of tools that you haven't even shown yet, these kind of things. So mm-hmm. when you look at Vitality in the best of five, what do you think are going to be your main strengths? Uh... I think every single player has a huge champion pool, um, which like means that you can't really like if we leave a pick, uh, let's say mid lane or AD carry or jungle after pinch, then you can't really pinch us out because our champion pools are too big. So that is like we will always have a draft advantage in best of fives, and um, I don't know. Like if I faced our team, I would not know what to ban. You know. We just we have a lot of different comps ready and big champion pools. Uh, so yeah, I, I think in best of fives we will just be able to adapt really easily into every single coming game, and uh, the enemy team will struggle in drafts. I think. Do you feel like you guys are prepared for like the mental strain of that? Because we've never seen your team. I mean, your team is always people call call you an emotional team because you have so many confident players, right? Yeah. But we just haven't seen you really in a best-of-five circumstance where you've been really challenged, at least in LCS, although I know you guys have plenty of best-of-five experience outside of LCS. Do you do you feel like there's any concerns that if you lose, let's say, badly and a plan like blows up in your face, that you guys are going to struggle to like come back with clear heads going into the next game? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, we had this test against Chalke, where the, the best-of-five that decided who mm-hmm. um, makes LCS. And we dropped the game one, like we got stomped game one, and then we came back and went ahead 2-1 in the series. So it's not really worrying for me, no. No, I think that's fair. I mean, the track record is there in best of fives, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, bouncing back for, from losses. So I think that's fair. I'm more interested in the big champion pool one, because I think one thing is, 
is having prepared 10 different picks per player. Another thing is actually putting them together in a composition that is uh, possible to play on stage or relying on the correct people. Because I think you guys have struggled when Jizuke did not get ahead. Mm-hmm. That has been the biggest weakness of Vitality. And, For and, sure. and the big losing streak you guys were on, a lot of it was like, Mid, I remember the week where you gave Galio away twice and you couldn't gank mid lane properly and, and Jizuke never got hit and then you tried to go side lanes instead and Galio just like came and smacked you in the face. Well, Galio is pretty unbalanced, uh, right? I mean, he is, of course he is. Uh, but these <laughs> kind of things uh, where we have seen issues and I just want to see going into playoffs if it's going to be you know evenly spread where I mini mean, carries one game and then Kapusha takes over the other one and then mm-hmm. Jizuki gets the rest uh, mm-hmm. or, or if it's always going to be uh, about the mid lane yeah just as the last thing like uh, you've admitted you've talked about it we talked about how mid focused this team is do you feel like there is the potential for for Cabo to carry one game for for mini to carry one game if if let's say Jizuki can't get that lane phase where where you guys know he can snowball uh i think we have seen mini Trupax carry games yeah, in the, the last Jinx weeks one. yeah and then uh, even when he's on Caitlyn, he looks really good, uh, like carrying really hard. Uh, I, I mean, Cabo Chat could really carry if the meta was uh, carry oriented. He's <laughs> extremely good on the carry meta, but right now it's looking like the tank city. So, <laughs> last question then, and yeah. move away from from vitality as a team and playoffs and all that kind of stuff, and just more on mm-hmm. you specifically. What is your actual role on Vitality? Because mm-hmm. from the outside, you seem a little bit like the leader. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I don't know if that's actually how it is and if it's just all evenly spread out. Um, I would say like I, I lead our communication in-game uh, and like planning ahead what has to be done. Uh, and like the early game is on me, basically, like the pla- plans we do. Um, but like I would not call myself a leader. I, I would call Yamato the leader of the team. He's the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy we everyone looks up to. And I'm just I'm just a jungler, man. I mean, in my <laughs> in the last year, I would call myself a leader on Giants and on United uh, because we had like coaching staff with low experience and players with low experience. So I had to like step up and do more than I should do. But right now, I think I I just have to communicate well, make good plans, and just jungle. Yeah. I like that, though. I was I hoping mean, you'd just be like, yeah, it's my team. I mean, that's, I think, <laughs> what we're learning is you're a lot more uh, humble and reserved than I think a lot of people would have expected. Because I think everyone expects for your, like, the, the Twitter confidence that shows in some of the tweets to be like you all the time. Like, you walk into every room like... What's up? I'm in charge now. This is, this is how, we're this eating how breakfast. We do it. This is how we eat breakfast in my house. If like, I miss a smite, it's your fault, not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Not happening though. Interesting. It's interesting. I mean, it's good to see that you're honest about like the team and the team where the team's at and like some of the weaknesses that potentially could occur, some of your own personal failings in the past. I think a lot of people will be surprised by that. All right, we've talked a lot about Vitality. Um, now let's talk a little bit about playoff predictions. Um, normally say this for later in the show. We'll do it a little bit earlier because I think it's the topic that's hot on our minds at the moment. And as always, uh, it gets pretty difficult. Current standings as a reminder, Fnatic locked in first at 12-4, and four, Splice 10-6, and six, G2 Esports 9-7, Vitality 9-7, Schalke 7-9, Giants 7-9, Misfits 7-9, Rocket 7-9, and then we have two 6-10 teams, which are H2K Gaming and Unicorns of Love. So 
very tight standings at the moment. And a refresher, last week we had Yankos on. Uh, and Yankos and Officio put off some playoff predictions, so there's a lot of lists. Luckily, we put up two different ones. They put up Jankos two... is hot garbage. Yankos is, was hot garbage. It is uh, quite wrong. What did he say? <laughs> so, I'll run through. Yankos put Fnatic first. Fair. G2 second. Looking dicey. Misfits third. What? Vitality fourth. Splice fifth. And Giants sixth. What? Giants sixth? <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, Officio's includes... Uh, one in Fnatic, like Fnatic, Splice, G2, Vitality, Misfits, yeah, Unicorns of Love. Okay, okay, oh, Unicorns, maybe a little bit. Okay, and so but, I, hey, the other five. If you, Splice unicorns. second place, baby. If you can't keep up with all the lists, I just uh, spammed at you while you're listening to the podcast. Don't worry, we're gonna make a new top six. We're gonna make a new. This is the final playoff prediction of the Euphoria podcast. And uh, before we start, I need to ask you guys for some advice here because. I really want to humble brag my splice prediction a lot, because I called second place for them even a week before. Okay. Uh, I predicted that G two would go down. This is an, you're not asking for advice. And it this happened. is the humble brag. So please, this is the humble no, please brag. tell me, and all the viewers, please also tweet at me and tell me how can I, how can I, humble brag this prediction without sounding like a complete. Oh asshole. God! But I can't believe that you predicted this. Can you not? No, I can't. But how? I've been spiced second place, man. Literally, Gilius, don't don't be surprised. He literally just throws. I, didn't, I just a, don't know how to. He literally tweet like it. he the people who made the the title Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have the same creative process as he does, <laughs> no, which no, is they no, put no, on no. a blindfold and they throw things at a dartboard. See, I agree with some of the earlier predictions for that one, but not the Spice <laughs> G two one. Not that one. Actually. Okay. I mean, I, I can't even believe they they are second place. Like they are actually second. Like I, I, they don't hit me as a top team. So mm. they've gotten a lot better. They definitely benefited from Vitality starting to suck a lot. Yeah. That that went in their favor. For sure. Same for G two, I guess. <laughs> Splice is good at like just beating lower teams. They're just consistent. They're not like misfits that drop games to. That's true. Yeah. Lower teams like Splice takes all the free wins. So let's talk yeah. a little bit. I mean, Fnatic first. We can start that's there. That's locked. Easy. It's yeah, locked. That's locked. Uh, if you want to pick something else, sorry, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's not how it works. Second place, though. Splice currently 10-6. Currently hold sole possession of second place. Do they remain there? Now, as a reminder, their schedule. They play Vitality and Giants this week. So. So I'm going to say Splice will 2-0 this week. Wow. And therefore, they will lock second place. Okay. Gilius, one I, of those teams they're going to 2-0 is you, so I imagine you might have a slightly different opinion. Yeah, I, I think we will stomp them, actually. Like I, I think they will probably go 1-1. One, one. Uh, we will go 2-0. We will be the same score as them and then win the head-to-head because we beat them before Yeah, already. I mean, you crushed them last time. That was the Ziggs bot yeah. lane. You guys... Oh, yeah, but that works once. Blitzed you know. through them. We haven't seen the Ziggs bot lane. That was when Vitality... That was when Spice's early game sucked. Now, it's gotten a lot better. I mean... Like, Zerse is a lot more active in the early game. They play strong 2v2 bottom lanes. Odomne doesn't hard int up in top lane in the early game. Like, <laughs> a lot of good things has changed. Steps in the right direction, one could Definitely say. Definitely steps in the right direction. <laughs> so, uh... I don't think Spice is going to get stomped in the early game. I think this will go properly towards the late game. And then I favor Spice personally in that matchup. But okay. uh, uh, on mine, I put Spice second. Gilius on yours, you put Vitality second. I, I put Vitality second, yeah. Okay, so we got we got two different lists uh, being set up uh, right there already. Third place then. 
on the prediction list. Actually, I, I feel bad for the third place team because they have to face the sixth place, which is going to be Schalke or like it's going to be a strong team. Okay. So, so you rather actually get four or five? Probably, yeah. Fourth or five, fifth is, is better, I would say. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. Uh, two, Wait, did we lock in Spice for second? Uh, did you get him to agree? We did two different ones. Oh, okay. Because we will never agree on second place. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, good. Then I have to write stuff down. That's yes, fine. you do, Dreyfus. That's fine. So we have Fnatic first, Spice on mine, uh, Vitality on Gilius for second place, third place on your list, Gilius. Uh, Surely you're looking at Spice. Splice, then. yeah, because they face Giants, yeah. Well, okay. Does that mean you're going to put Vitality there? Are we going to have a nice little trade here, Martin? Uh, G2 schedule, because they're the other ones we could put second place at the, uh, third place at the moment. They play Unicorns of Love and they play Vitality. Yeah. So, uh, if Vitality goes 0-2, mm -hmm. obviously then G2 gets my third place. But with the way G2 are playing at the moment, where uh, they can't rely on champions like GP anymore. The bot lane is a giant uh, weakness for them. And Perks feels like he needs to try and solo carry, which has made him actually play worse. It is hard to trust in G2 Esports in the current state. And I say Vitality beats them. Yeah. Meaning Vitality gets a 1-1 week. And uh, what's your head-to-head -head against G2? Uh, yeah, we lost to them. So, so, so that would be a 1-1. Would that, be a tiebreaker. We're actually probably going to get a tiebreaker between G2 and uh, Vitality. I mean, and... if we lost to Splice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But regardless of where you position them... Right, I put Vitality third on mine. Okay, cool. But let's... G2 fourth. Gilius, would you agree with G2 fourth? Uh, G2 fourth, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you guys are matched there, but I'm curious, Gilles, we didn't get to hear your perspective on the whole G2 falling Problem, apart yeah. thing. Um, I think the immediate visual issue from last week was perks overstepping, but I also think there's a lot of criticism being levied at their bot lane. Some say Wonder's just not as good now that he doesn't have Gangplank. What, what stands out to you? What do you think's going wrong Actually, for this team? Actually, the, the Gangplank point is pretty accurate. Thank you, mate. Gangplank got nerfed, big nerf to G2. They were like first picking GP. They didn't yep. care about anything. He won every lane with it. Yeah. And then, I mean, he won lane and he gets more gold. Yep. So and then was... he could actually carry Lake yeah. So it was like, a really good like setup. They 3k gold leads off the back of yep. Kleptomancy. Oh. And then oh. their bot lane, they always had issues in the bot lane. Doesn't seem too fixed. I mean, Hianan uh, has to hope for like a severe meta coming in. Like his Varus doesn't look too, too clean. And then, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Junkos and Perks, I think when when pressure is on them, they play much worse. Uh, when people count them out, like mm. people will count them mm. out this week, they will probably play better. But yeah, yeah. Under, under pressure, I think they don't play that well. Well, that means in our current list... Uh, you guys have the same four teams in your top four. Yes, I, f I feel like most people will have those four yeah, teams. I, I also agree. because there's two wins from... Vitality and G2 who are nine and seven down to everyone yes. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as a not as a ooh, that's surprising. As a ooh, now when we talk about five and six, you guys are yeah. at least polling from the now, same pool. Now, now it, gets it gets spicy, spicy. Yeah. So as a reminder, fifth place, Shalka, Giants, Misfits, Rocket, uh, tied for ninth place, H2K Gaming and Unicorns of Love. So So uh, I will start with Misfits. Their schedule is Rocket and Unicorns of Love. So on paper, two of the teams down near them in the bottom. They're not playing mm -hmm. any of the top four teams. That being said, Misfits have lost more games to the bottom teams this split than they have won. 
which is why they're now among the bottom teams because that's how it works. <laughs> that's why even with this schedule, and I feel like this roster, like talent-wise, and with Hussein Musvi, the coach, they should be better than those teams. It's best of one. It's clearly not in their favor. Their late game is still a giant problem, either in terms of actual team fighting because they draft these mid-game comps or just in terms of just pure misplays and now poor mm. shot calling as well. So I normally would say fifth place misfits gaming, mm -hmm. but I'm not confident. Yeah, I'm not confident either. Okay. I mean, what's crazy about misfits is they have seven wins and two are against us and two are against Fnatic. It's like imagine it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, and they dropped so many games to lower teams. Like, so who do you think could get that fifth place? I mean, it should be Schalke and Misfits. Like either one of them. Uh, I don't know what's the head-to-head -head, Schalke with Misfits. That's uh, a good question. I will work on that. Uh, if, because uh, I mean, Schalke just played them, didn't they? Wait, Misfits. It's one-one. Yeah, because yeah, 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 uh, yeah, Boris. Because Boris played. Oh, that was the one. Yeah. So I think um, we could see a tiebreaker actually for fifth place between these two. Mm -hmm. um, and I then there's a pretty good chance that Rocket also climbs uh, into one of these spots. Maybe it's going to be Schalke and Rocket. Because Ro Rocket's schedule is pretty easy, right? Uh, Rocket play Misfits and HK. Oh, so they have their... I mean, they have it in their own hands. Yeah, I mean, I feel like almost all these teams Schalke have it. also play H2K. That's really interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I, actually going to say... Uh, so it hurts a lot that H2K obviously had so many losses from earlier. Yeah. But their schedule being them facing Schalke and them facing uh, against Rockard is like, if you win those two games as H2K, you beat two teams just around you. And that should be enough to actually move them into at least a tiebreaker. Oh. So I, I think H2K... Uh, at the moment, are in an okay spot despite having ten losses, which should not then qualify you for playoffs. So unicorns and H2K actually have a chance to make they it. Do so they do have a chance. So they will try hard, really. Yeah, but unicorns play G2 and Misfits. So okay, uh, unicorns. Also. Yeah, slightly slightly <laughs> harder schedule. Yeah, probably H2K has maybe a chance. Yeah. But we have to remember G2 to have lost every game they played the last two weeks except for one, which was against Giants, which mm. effectively was a loss. I think. I mean, there's, I think there's an argument for literally every single team on this list. There is. That's we why We talk it's about impossible. this all the time in best of one because every week a team will either be double as good as they were the week before or like a quarter good. Like they'll either instantly nosedive or just suddenly skyrocket out of nowhere in terms of actual performance. Yeah. So who who do you actually think is going to take it? Because I think you could make. We can go through. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, end up yeah, at this yeah. point going through every single team. You're gonna tell me why they could make it or why they couldn't. All right, Gilius. For me, it's uh, Schalke and Misfits. That order? Uh, well, it's going to be tiebreaker, right? Schalke will probably win the tiebreaker. Yeah, okay. Schalke and Misfits. Schalke number five. I think that that's the safer one, also based on name value. Uh, I, I doubt it's going to happen. I don't put them in for well, me That yet. would be stacked playoffs, man. Uh, it would be very stacked. Um, Holy moly. Because Schalke play Fnatic on the last day, uh, which scares me a lot. Because even if Fnatic are not 100% tryhard, as long as the game matters, I think they're going to take it serious. Okay. Uh, also knowing Young Buck, he's not the kind of guy to just be like, yeah, you guys just troll around, you know, have fun. Because they're probably playing Whippo, 
And that could be super mm. valuable practice before playoffs for him true, specifically. True. Uh, also, it is on 8.5, which is the new patch, which is also oh, the playoff oh, patch. That's a fatty patch. So it's, it's, it's a new patch. It's going to be the playoff patch. You might as well get the most out of it on stage. For sure, for sure. So I think Schalke gets 1-1 uh, this week, but that requires him to beat H2K. I'm actually going to say... Um, I can't believe I'm saying Rocket here, but... I think Rocket gets number six for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate it. I'm saying it. Vedi's going to be so... A reminder, Rockat's schedule is Misfits and H2K. Yes. And... No, 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 no. You know what? I'm typing it in right no. now. Delete it. Give me Misfits H2K. Misfits H2K. Holy. <laughs> okay. All right. Justify the H2K one real quick. The Misfits one, no one's surprised. So H2K plays Schalke, and they play against Rockat. I predict a 2-0 week for H2K. Um, that would be crazy. Uh, Sheriff is going to be the main person to look at. We highlight him a lot now, but when these guys get to late game, as long as they don't fully get destroyed early game, which Schalke will not do. Schalke is not a team who destroys you in the early game. It gets to late game, and I think HRK team fight really well uh, with Sheriff and with Selfie. So I don't think Schalke is the kind of team to, to do what happened to them last week, but they just get bullied and, early. And look, to be fair here... Uh, H2K are only 0-2 in head-to-head against Splice and Unicorns of Love, two teams that are probably not going to be contesting them. They're actually 1-1 against Giants. They're 1-1 against Misfits. They're 1-1 against Vitality. Uh, if they beat Shaka, they'll be 1-1-2. So even they're going to force some tiebreakers here. There you even go. Even though they're down a win, they can force a lot That's of tiebreakers. That's my gamble on that one. Uh, I think Misfits Misfits uh, will get at least one win as well and get a tiebreaker. You highlighted Gilius. Uh, oh, best of one tiebreaker deciding who makes playoffs. I know, I know. It's going to be rough. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gambling right. on the HK one. Recap. Those are the final playoff predictions for Euphoria. Here they are. Gilius, Fnatic in first place. Vitality second. Splice third. G2 fourth, Schalke fifth, and Misfits sixth. Deficio has Fnatic first, Splice second, Vitality third, G2 fourth, Misfits fifth, and H2K sixth, which would mean a Vitality H2K quarterfinal. That is a that is something I am excited for. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> That, 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 that sounds pretty free to me. <laughs> yeah, you can be excited about those predictions. Now you're kind of hoping to fish yields, right? All right, that does it for the playoff predictions, folks. We're going to see who's right this coming week. All right, our last topic of the day is going to be MVP voting. Of course, voting is happening right now. So we are going to make our own little list for Euphoria. This will not affect the main vote. This one's just for fun. Although, Deficio and I are in the process of voting. Gilius and the members of Vitality are going to get a vote too. So well, We gotta, we want to watch week nine before we I think, Yeah, I think we want to watch week nine. But right now, we're going to be looking. So we're not going to do all three all-pro teams. We're going to be doing the number one all-pro team, rookie of the split, and MVP. We will not be doing coach of the split. So... Do we want to start with the all-pro team? Do we want to start with rookie? Let's start with the easy one, rookie of the split. Because we, we all know yeah. who our favorite is going to be for that one. And I think we have to acknowledge some of the others, but do you want to say it? Jizuke. Jizuke. Jizuke gets rookie it. Rookie of the split. For me as well. Yeah. Now, I think there are some cool runner-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had a really good set of rookies this split. Yeah. Actually, so, uh, fun fact, last split when we voted, we had like three names we could pick from. There was Pride Stalker, Yuki, Yuki, and then Dreams, Dreams I think and, it was. Oh, and Coscu, but he obviously... Coscu, yeah, yeah. Coscu, but no one voted for Coscu. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> those were the four rookies we could pick from. 
Uh, that so yeah. not a great rookie class. Pride sure. basically just got it. That was it. Uh, right, he he got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he, he earned it at the end. He then, earned for sure. it, he but it definitely it. was not Jazuke. Because now we have like, it's like we have Jazuke, we have Sheriff, we have Norskaren. I mean, Jack Troll, maybe True Like Jack there are so many different rookies to yeah, pick yeah. from. Upset. Uh, Upset, Upset is yeah, in true. there. So there's Ruin from Giants Takamas. Vipo. Vipo for the one game. <laughs> Technically, one if he game. plays two more games, he will be eligible. Oh, he will be eligible. Play okay. Three games to be eligible. Now we have Jizuke. I think that's uh, the go-to one for a lot of people. And now, obviously, I f- I understand that some people kind of look at the last few weeks and feel like he's not as flashy as he was maybe in the start. He doesn't hard carry as much as before. But we gotta remember, first of all, this is the entire split we're looking at. Yeah. Remember that Vitality was seven-one. Yeah. And it- and he Suzuki was, was literally like, trashing the current number one place team in two v ones as Rise, like it was as a rookie, and insane. he was laughing on stage about it. Like <laughs> people forget that so quickly. After yeah. around week two, people already said, "Yeah, Jizuke gets rookie of the split." There we go. Let's just move on because that performance was absolutely insane. And I still think now, like he's still the main carry on your team. Mm-hmm. He's still performing at a high level, but he's just not. Like, he can't do the same because he never gets to play Rise again. Yeah, Because that again. just gets removed from never him. Again. Yeah. So he can't actually do the same things we have already seen uh, from him early in the split. But I want to mention uh, my runner-up for this one, which is Noskaren, mm-hmm. who I think has been the most consistent uh, player on Rocket all split long. I think he's yeah. actually been one of the most consistent players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's shown he can play different styles as well. We had the Morgana one last time, so he's played like the range supports. He's played a lot of Braum in the start and was really good in team fights. And I generally just think Noskaren has been, he's been good. Yeah, he's been really good actually. Um, and that was good to see uh, from a player who obviously was on the original Schalke lineup that qualified, but then got uh, replaced. And wasn't a super mm. hype player in Challenger, I don't think. It may have just gone unappreciated. Yeah, people right. didn't talk that much about him. But no. I think you see him a lot more on stage. Yeah, I think you. He has been a really solid force for that team. For sure. Is there any other rookie you want to highlight who could be in the running? Mm. But yeah, no, not really. I mean, Jizuku, um and then Mini Trupax for me also really good player. Obviously, he's my teammate, but nice I think Mini is. Mini Trupax does um, has a big impact on the team as well mm-hmm. for our success. And then yeah, Nos Garen for sure. Like it's. Uh, he deserves to be mentioned. He has been a very under, underrated player, I feel, this year, and yeah, he's doing really great. What about Sheriff? I don't rate Sheriff that highly, but uh, when he pops off on Cogmorph, uh, I, I was like, I was pretty impressed. Um, and then Kalista fell out of meta. That mm-hmm. was like Sheriff's champion, so I think that hurt him a, a little bit. I think he's decent. Uh, as AD carry, you need a good team around you, so it's a bit unlucky for him. A <laughs> <laughs> little burn. All right, all right. So we get Jizuke in there. Jizuke for sure. There are some runners up. Of course, you get to when you vote, you get to vote for your top three. So yeah. Jizuke, Norskaren, mm-hmm. and people can pick their third. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to go straight to MVP or should we start with All Pro? Although I think people might have a, a pretty accurate guess of who our MVP can be. Right. Yeah, MVP is pretty. I easy. mean, Gilius. It's yeah. right there. It's MVP. Yeah. Let's do all pro team. Let's do all pro team. We'll round it out with MVP. We'll save it for all the right. end. So uh, I'll stop by saying that I've been looking at my personal all pro. Um, I find it pretty difficult this uh, split to fully decide which three players will get it. Uh, this is just a rough draft. I have myself a mate that will change a lot of things, and it's it's hard in a good way because 
There, there are two ways uh, it can be difficult to make all pros. There's the one where you feel like there's a lot of good names and it's kind of hard to fully figure out who's actually the best and who mm. deserves second and third. And then you got to value an impact and uh, the entire split. So this is one of those where I feel like there's a lot of good names to pick from in a lot of positions uh, where it becomes a little bit difficult, which is better than the other one, which is, oh my God, I feel like there's only one good player in this role and everyone else kind of sucked and I don't know who to pick for second and third now because no one is good. Uh, luckily, that's not the case, I feel, for this split. Uh, it is actually a lot of good names in there, which is exciting. Uh, top lane, though, I would like to propose Wonder as our first all-pro top Probably, laner. Yeah. Okay, you guys are going to have to convince me on that one. Wonder. I remember the GP, but he literally sat and farmed 30 minutes every game and then came in and oh, had two barrels. That's what you have to do on GP, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, doesn't, is there anyone else? Can we get anyone else on the list? Like, I mean, I okay, I'm not going to say Odawamne. I think he might deserve a spot on the list because he's been so good for the last five weeks, but the first three were a little empty. Soaz, for sure. Soaz mm -hmm. is a good one. Yeah, I like Soaz's up there. Yeah, Source, it's always hard with Fnatic because I feel like a lot of players look even better because they're on a team uh, that is winning a lot mm -hmm. and especially a team with Reckless and Caps. So that means as long as you go to late game and you effectively stand in front of them, uh, <laughs> they will kill people and yeah. win you fights. And then the entire team looks good. Uh, the reason I have wonder personally is... I feel like he's kind of fixed a lot of the weaknesses he had in the past where uh, he almost never like overextends and get, gets ganked uh, anymore. Uh, he wins almost every laning phase he plays uh, just based of like his mechanics and his knowledge of how to play it. I think his team fighting has gotten a lot better, mm -hmm. uh, which was a problem in the past. He's diverse his champion pool. That's mm -hmm. both carries and tanks in it now. Uh, and the last one for me is now that G2 are struggling, I actually still feel like he's keeping a pretty high level. Uh, where he's not the one who like suddenly loses lane really hard or makes big mistakes or anything. Uh, so he's very consistent. He's super consistent, and I feel like he deserves it. Uh, Gilius, do you have anyone else you think could challenge him? Other than so, you mentioned Soas. I think Soas would be my number one. I think mm. reasons. Uh, he's just um, he. I think he's also very consistent. Um, I think the meta has fit him really well. Mm -hmm. The the entire split, like it started with GP, it's and then all the tanks, Chogev, Maokai, it fits him really well. I think he played really, really good the split. So I agree. Yeah. I think so has been very good. If we had to lock down a number oh, one, you can be the tiebreaker. Yeah, it's my, my perennial job. Uh, so Soas wonder. I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go Soas. Because I feel like, no offense to Wonder, I feel like Wonder has been playing great, and if he is a very close second. But the reason I want to go Soaz is I feel like there's been multiple Fnatic games where it has been clear that Soaz has carried. Even on, like, like there's a couple games where those Maokai ultimates and initiations were clutch, the TP flanks were clutch, and yes, I see Wonder does the damage, and a lot of those games where G2's backs were against the wall, he had a Gangplank ult into a barrel. But for me, like, there's something more impressive to me about like playing a tank champion, suffering through laning phase, and then coming back and being massively impactful. It, maybe it's just a personal bias against GP as a champion. But um, I, I think Wunder will in the end be voted though. I think Soas should be number one, but Wunder will be voted because uh, top laners vote. Mm. Mm. So And people respect Wunder in the one-on-one -on -one more. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, and 
I mean, that's a yeah. good point. I don't know. I hate being the tiebreaker in this situation. I mean, you are the tiebreaker. Or we make two different lists. All but... right, we're doing Wonder then. That's fair. So only top laners vote, and that's the decider, or how does it work? No, yeah, no, no, a no, lot. no. It's a big pool of votes. Yeah, it is. So uh, players, so all players get together and they vote from each team. Uh, the coaches vote on their own. Okay. Then all the casters vote on their own. Then we have broad uh, third-party media. They yeah. all send in a vote per media. Then we have. Uh, broadcast partners, so the Spanish stream and the French stream and oh. these kind of different streams, they also vote. And then I think that's it. And then everything gets tallied together. And then you see who comes out on top. Then it will be SOS. You think so? Yeah. I think most people are going to vote for Wonder. Well, we put Wonder. Well, popularity. Look. Uh, yeah, but I think a lot of people will look at, I mean, first of all, they look at his stats, which are completely insane. Uh, okay. And that's going to sway a lot of people's opinion. Will people look at stats? Uh, probably. Except you can't filter out kleptomancy gold. So no, no I'm, I'm not saying it's a good reason. Gameplay. I'm just saying I think a lot of people do that. Ah, so. fucking klepto. All right, yes. jungle. Jungle. Oh, jungle is a hard one. That's a tough one. Gilles, you're smiling already. Well, I, I would put myself as of number one. Of course you <laughs> But I, I think it's pretty unrealistic. Because of the smites that happens and people have a really wrong idea now. <laughs> I would probably put Xerxes in number one. Hmm. Just consistency-wise. So why not a y name? I think a lot of people will look at names like Max, Laura, and Yankos and say that yep. they deserve to be further up there. Why Why Zerse over either of those guys? Uh, I think Zerxe just performed out of his mind the split. He's just, when he gets the Zek, he makes crazy engages. When he plays Ivan, he looks pretty good too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think he he outperformed Max and Jankos for sure the split. The other question is, in best of fives, it would probably look different, right? Uh, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe uh, not. Uh, yeah, I, I feel mean, like Thursday in the best of five is a good jungle to have in your team yeah. because he's going to bring a lot of different things. And also, to be fair, I mean, this is this is just regular season. Yeah, As yeah. a reminder, there's a lot of people, I love it when they, like, look back and they go MVP, like, how could this guy be an MVP? His team lost in quarterfinals or whatever. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, always. Yes, it, we voted for regular season. It's a regular season award, folks. So, um... My initial draft, I put in Yankos, but then I thought more about it, and I was like, mm, I feel like maybe he goes down a little bit on my list. I think Zerze is actually a good choice for first. Yeah. Memento is also a name uh, to bring, but I think Memento is more the impact he has on his team, more than him necessarily being like way better than a lot of other junglers uh, mm -hmm. in the EULCS. But I think Memento has been super good, uh, like super consistent all split long as well. Memento's on my top three for sure. I don't know if he's number one. But I, I, I think the biggest issue with taking junglers from middle of the pack teams is it's like really hard to see, uh, to evaluate a jungler honestly when they're losing a lot of games. And I think the same is true when they're winning a lot of games, right? So like the reason for me that Broxa, for instance, isn't on my top three list, despite being on such a successful oh. team, is it's like, well, when your lanes win just about every game by themselves or die alone, if in the case of camps, Cavs getting camped, <laughs> it's like what, it just feels way easier for you to actually play. And there's been so few games where I feel like he's been in a situation where yeah, he's yeah. like really, truly challenged because he has so many all-star players flanking him. Listen, I like Zerze. Yeah. I think that's a cool, cool pick. I think he's done really well. Um... His Zack is out of this world, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love, love his different Which is important, because I mean, if you're competing against Yankos, part mm -hmm. of the reason Yankos is on this list is because of so many good and Zack performances. He stepped off his early game a lot, which has been a big part of why Spice are not as bad in the early game as they were in the start. Yeah. All right, mid lane. This one for me is easy. It's Caps. Caps? 
Caps. Caps. Yeah. Best yeah. performing <laughs> midlaner <laughs> outside well, he, of two games against Vitality. He carries so hard. Like, it's not even it's insane. funny anymore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually insane. That was so easy. I feel like we should... Do we want to acknowledge anyone? Okay, Caps. okay. So, what What's, about perks? Gilius. Uh, has not looked that good this split. I mean, he looked... When they won, he obviously did a lot, but I think he was also... I mean, in the games they lost, it felt like he didn't really do anything. He just went even on his lane, and hmm. it doesn't look like uh, he's anything special right now. But I think in best of fives, he will really shine. But since this is a regular split vote, yeah, uh, I would not put him first. That's no. interesting. Um, I think for the first like six weeks, he looked super good. Uh, uh, he looked good. I think he 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 was like the main carry on the team, and. Uh, he did extremely well, both laning phase and team fighting wise. So I was very impressed with Perks the first six weeks. Mm -hmm. Sadly, the last two weeks, uh, when they don't know which style to play, early game, late game, the shot calling has gone completely downhill. It feels like Perks is, I don't know, either he's slumping or he's like trying to carry, even though he shouldn't. Like, I gave him the dumbest play of the split award in the EULCS. <laughs> Uh, with his corky, where he oh my god, where he yeah, just yeah, packages yeah, yeah. and valves I mean, into I Nuke Duck and like yeah. for me, even if we take out those two weeks, Caps is still winning. And I think I still would still put yeah, Caps, because yeah. the thing is, it's like I think that Caps has had more. We talk a lot about X Factor, right? But for me, Caps has had more of those high risk plays where it's like been clear he's needed to carry and he's taken those risks. And some of them have totally backfired, right? But a lot of them have worked. And the fact that he's consistently willing to take risks to win his team the game. And I mean, Perks also takes the risks. Yes, I see that, but I do not see them, one, them being taken consistently, and two, them working out, <laughs> right? So at a certain point, you just have to acknowledge that maybe your sense of what risks mm. to take are just not correct, or is not correct. And so for me, I like I like that Caps is a playmaker. I like that he's confident. Uh, and not that, damage he uses. And he's just, yeah, he's just does so much. His damage sharing on the team with Reckless, even, is insanely high. It's the uh, highest with Midlanders, though. Yeah. Uh, at least I think so, but... Yeah. Uh, also, Jizuke would be a name uh, to mention here if I if, if the first few weeks it kind of continued. continued, but yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. pretty impossible. I feel like uh, if so. people stop banning Rise, Jizuke would probably be number one. Here. Well, get, some games we lost, Jizuke looked really good though. Yeah, like, he did. Uh, he did. That's he true. Did. When we lost was Misfits the first time, where he solo killed Senkooks, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then when we lost to Fnatic one week ago. His Azir look really good. Yeah, too. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah, even in losses, Jizuke's look good, which is why for me he he's on my top three. Mm -hmm. uh, I just can't put him number one because Caps is yeah, sitting there. Caps number one for sure. Cool. All right, Caps locked in. Next AD one is even easier. Carry. Who's it gonna be? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Uh, already wrote it. I wrote it down. <laughs> you wrote it already, yeah. guys. Yeah. Let's talk about Hjarnan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hjarnan. I had to throw you under the bus for that joke. Uh, it's reckless. <laughs> yes, it's reckless. Um, um, so let, I'm just going to list my, my top three, and maybe we can talk, and you guys can show your top three. But for me, like, reckless is up there. I think Hans Sama was really good for a long time, but is not up there currently, and that's why he's in top three, but not number one. Um, and then Kabe is the other one for me. And I feel like each of those players have carried their teams at certain points through this mm -hmm, split. Mm -hmm. um, just that Reckless has always looked good at pretty much every stage. Uh, no, week one and two. It's true. That's true. 
Kabi has, in that case, been more consistent, but I think less explosive than Reckless, and that's what gives him the edge. And Hansama has been really good when they were playing around him, really good when he was given Ezreal the first few times, and then yeah. the more recent times they've high-priority picked Ezreal. Not only has he not looked good, the entire team has fallen apart. I mean, Reckless is just clear number one. Yeah, Reckless, Hans, and the third one is out, I think. Hmm. You don't think Kabi is in there? Kabi, probably third, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, he's also really played around, right? He, yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, they set him up to succeed, right? He's getting the zillion Lulu Jana. Oh, yeah. He has some time. So that's like the but, first... But he, he I mean, but giving it to him because he's after, carrying yeah, And to be fair, even after that, like, first four weeks where they literally only played scaling, uh, he has been consistent, right? And I They think still that, rely a lot on him. True, yeah, true. He played well. In fights. I, I, I put him second on mine. Uh, mm-hmm. But Rectus is number one. Uh, best, like, laning phase. Great team fighting. Never afraid anymore to be the one who flashes forward and makes the big play. And you oh, also, oh, yeah, yeah oh, and, and that was crazy. Like also, I, one of the plays I remember is his severe play in the Misfits. Uh, mm-hmm. Second Misfits loss they have, where he's in his own base defending. It's a three v five situation, oh, yeah. and he like dodges every engage against him and like kills a guy. And then they manage to defend and, and stall the game. And then last team fight, he just kind of got torn to by Shin and died. But uh, yeah. apart from that one... Also counterpicked himself into uh, the Anivia as a Sivir. Still, I, I think Reckless gets it, but I really think Kabi has been good this split. Um, and he is my, my number two. Yeah. All right, that, that one felt easy. The last one I think is pretty hard. That's for, the toughest one. Support. And this is one of those ones Holy. where I feel like every support... This is... There's some players who stand out in all categories, right? And I think that in, in in Caps and Reckless, we have those players. I think even Zersei, to a certain degree, we have that. But for support, I feel like there's so many... You actually have to really weigh strength and weaknesses. There's like it's no... It's also really hard to judge supports. True. Because, like, one thing is judging laning phase, but that's always with an AD carry. Mm. Uh, and what kind of picks do they get? Because there's a lot about, do you pick for scaling? Do you pick for lane? Uh, then there is judging how well do they team fight. How well do they roam? Uh, are they always the one roaming first to mid and top? And then the last one, which is, again, kind of weird to follow, is like, how's the vision? Um, do you always feel like they place it the right place? But is that the support then? Is that the jungler instead of saying, hey, let's team up. You put a ward there, you put a ward there, and then we're praising the support. And it's kind of a weird thing to praise the support for sometimes, uh, just because it, it doesn't feel, when you watch it, not as big and explosive as this guy wins his yeah. laning phase every time. Uh, so, so it's, it's really hard. Who are you voting for, Patricia? So uh, I put Mickey mm. because I think he indi- wow. he's individually has done well, but I don't feel like it's been enough games where he's like popped off. Because uh, there's been a lot of games where a lot of Misfits members have just kind of been invisible uh, when they lose the first team fight and then they just fall apart, right? Mm. Uh, but I think the landing phase with him and Hans has been good. I think he's done a good job. Uh, but... Yep. I actually well, want to change that. You want to change it? Okay, never mind. Change it then. Change it. Unless you want to. I was just gonna ask. I was just gonna ask Gilius. We we'll get some Gilius opinion. Because I actually here. wanted to put no scaring. I think. Hellisang. Okay. Mm. But he looked. He entered a lot of games. Yes. So it's did. hard to put him there. No scaring looked good. Uh, Kazing looked decent. Uh huh. No, but it's, it's it's such a hard one. Before, you could always go back to Miffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just default put I Miffy. Yeah, just put Miffy. Yeah. He's a genius, <laughs> even if he ins. Shot calling, <laughs> yeah, it's in there. But now, or oh, like yellow star, but yeah, now it's hard. Mm. I, I would probably just put uh, Hillisang first, though. See, I don't want to put Hillisang first. Hillisang's on my top three for sure. 
Because he's been a, even with a few weeks of inting. He's you want to put Noskaren? Yeah. Oh. I want to put Kasing. Noskaren would be crazy if he was number one. But there's no way he's getting the number one, like, voting wise. I, no, no, no. I don't think he will. But I think on, on our Hillisang list. will probably make it, but. Yeah, I just. It's so hard with me with, with Hillisang specifically because I think, I think he's mechanically good. And yeah, he can make some big plays. But. I think for first half of the split, uh, he didn't play that well. Um, I think uh, Reckless' last split with Jess is already in playoffs showed insane laning phase. Mm -hmm. uh, so Hillisang being in there makes it slightly stronger, but I don't think that's because of Hillisang. I think that's just Reckless is just a great AD carry in lane. So it's a good combination. And uh, I think again with, with Fnatic in team fights, it's just, it's just less about the other three players and more about Caps and Reckless with the actual teamfight success. And that's... Hillisang is possibly the best support, but I, I struggle to kind of justify it uh, when they have Caps and Reckless next to them. Okay, so give so us your work. argument for Norskarin, because I get the, the Hillisang might not be the best candidate, but you gotta if you're going to come up here and tell me that the Rockat support, the team that's currently in the middle of the pack, yeah, yeah. is the best support, performing support in Europe. Um, so what I, you got? I mean, that's the support one is tough for me because I, I feel like he's been probably the most consistent support all split long. Um, I think he's done really well. Uh, first half he did really well in team fights, but he got Braum every game, so that obviously helped him. Second half he's kind of had to adapt to a different uh, different picks. I, I think his lane phase with Hikyu has actually been pretty solid. Um, I think he understands when to roam and where to be in the map. And he doesn't really get caught out. He doesn't really make like big mistakes. So it's not a Noskarin is the greatest support in, in, in the world kind of thing. It's just more, I think he's just been consistently good from the start. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every other support has kind of been flying up and down uh, quite a bit uh, during the split. So mm. it's not a, I feel awesome about this. It's not like he's S tier. He's just very, very consistent. But he doesn't yeah. do many mistakes. So yeah, I just yeah, exactly. I just feel like he, he just does his job and he does it pretty well every game he I plays. I mean, that's kind of good. That's a good thing. Uh, but is it enough to make him the all pro? Because like Kissing or Hillisang would be more explosive yeah, names. Kissing will get a lot of votes. So, so um, my my opinion is Kissing, not due to the previous popularity of the fact that people like him. Um, although he is a likable guy, good laugh. Competing with Jazuke for who can get people kicked out of the bars the fastest by laughing loudly. Uh, um, but so my general impression was that he was pretty consistent in the early season. Now, admittedly, he played pretty boring champions, right? He pretty much played entirely to protect Kabe, but he was there and he did the job reasonably well. He had some great zillion plays uh, in terms of double bombing. And then recently with the Rakan plays that we saw last week and the week before, or rather the week before, mm -hmm. um, he has been engaging and he has been the source of kind of a lot of activity. And so that showed me that he can play both a more defensive support your AD carry style and a more aggressive engage focus style and be a carry for his team. And I don't, I cannot think right now, and please correct me if I'm wrong, of like a game where Kasing played really poorly. And so in the same way that you're arguing that Norse Garen is very consistent, I see the same kind of consistency in Kasing, but I also see one or... lane and face problems, but that's about it. Okay, that's fair. So maybe even that, Let's say that's the trade-off is the negative of some lane phase problems. The positive for me is I've seen some really great engages and some really fantastic plays from Kasing that have like actually won his team games. Gilias, you get to be the decider here on who we put for support. So it's between Noskarin, Hillis, and Kasing are the three options, unless you want to add in a fourth one. 
I, I will probably just take Hillisang. You take Hillisang? Okay, you gotta yeah. convince us though. You gotta give us an argument. Because gonna... he because he's just really good on melee supports. And I, I love supports that are good on melees. Like Kazing is definitely better on the Eagle uh, supports. <laughs> um, Lulu Janna. But... And then Nos Garen is just... It's just hard for me to vote for him. Okay. He also has like zero pressure on him. Like if you play on Team Rocket... Yeah. <sighs> like I, I, I would put Hillisang first for sure. All right. All right. You get to decide. Yeah, I mean, we gave you the vote. Deficio gave you the vote. So there it is. Hillisang. So our all pro team, as we recap... Is it's too much fanatic, man. Wonder, Xerse, Caps, Reckless. Hillisang, I'll recap it one more time after we decide our MVP. Now, I know you guys, maybe you're hoping for a heated MVP debate, but we've mentioned earlier that we already have a pretty good idea. I have two candidates that I think we're going to debate between. Yeah. And they're on our all-pro team, and they're Caps and Reckless. So, does anyone have anyone to add to the list that is not Caps or Reckless? Not really. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> I think Jizuke, in terms of impact, in terms of yeah, in ter actually, Jizuke um, is. I think I think perks in terms of impact, but again, the last few weeks have kind of moved him away from the number one spot. And to be fair, top three MVP candidates, I think there are a lot of names you can look at because there are players that have had massive impact on their team and teams that would be like middle of the pack or bottom of the standings without one specific player, right? Uh, but in terms of raw impact for most valuable player, I think you have to look at probably the carry from the number one team. And in this case, the number one team has two carries, so... I mean, if the MVP comes from the first place team, then it makes sense, right? I mean, sure, it, does, it, doesn't, mean, it doesn't have, have to, to, right? Because uh, there's a world where you your logic is caps and reckless share the burden. Like, uh, for me, per so perks would have been mine if you had kept up their form, but still mm -hmm. got in second place. Yeah. Uh, perks would have been mine because, okay. like, if if I if your argument is the most valuable player is like the single player who without that player, right, the team would fall apart. Like, there's oh, a then perks for sure. Yeah, and yeah. With Jizuke as well, the right? Most valuable, yeah. right? Because, um, but that's that's the problem about MVP. Always, this is not clearly defined. Yeah, it's up to uh, people, right? Some yeah. people just pick the best player, right? And that's not really how I see it. I see the player that is the most crucial to the team. Because that's the thing. If you pick the best player possible, it's caps or reckless yeah, in terms sure. of overall performance. Yeah, but then does it uh, diminish some of their value that they are two great carries on the same team? Like, if you remove Reckless, will Fnatic still be a good team and you put in a weaker AD carry? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's... I, I think I could see them playing with another mid laner. Okay. But I could not see them playing with another AD carry. See, I... I see, that's the argument for Reckless. Then. That's yeah. when Reckless then becomes it. You know, because I, I agree, I could also see you put in you put in a different mid laner and and they go back to just only playing around the bot lane. Yeah. Uh, a bit like they did last year when Caps had a lot of inconsistent games. And it was just like, okay, Reckless is fed. I guess they're going to win. One of the things about Reckless is also, whenever I talk to pro players, whenever I look at pick and ban phases with pro players, whenever Reckless locks in, like one out of three different 80 carries, they're like, oh, this game is over. Reckless got insert 80 carry here. Uh, <laughs> Tristana. He, he will for sure carry the late game. Zaya, Tristana, these kind of picks. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I never hear that about any other player, mm -hmm. ever. Uh, so this is obviously also a scrim thing and whatever, but I agree if you remove caps from Fnatic, they do take a hit. For they're sure, not yeah. as a uh, as uh, uh, they're not the same kind of team, but you can insert another mid laner who is really good at playing around his side lanes, and this fanatic team can probably still function mm -hmm. uh, pretty well and be still like a top team in Europe. I think if you move reckless, it gets difficult. Uh, 
So for me, that is why Reckless is the MVP. But I actually think Caps across the entire split has been the best performing Fnatic player. All right. But Reckless, did he have bad games? I think the first two weeks were rough. Yeah, he randomly died on the side lane. All my time. one moment oh, okay. where I could point it out. My one moment. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, he died in a side lane overextended. He gave me a good okay. reason, basically being like, he was kind of, felt like forced to to still be the split push on team because like Caps couldn't do it. and, and oh, the, That was interesting. Uh, yeah, and the different team style that was kind of I changing, took some time. <laughs> uh, but then after two weeks, Caps learned it and then, yeah. Everything All right, perfect. there you go. Thank you for defending Reckless, Deficio. So, okay, that sounds like we're pretty co committed here. Reckless MVP, Gilly, is you cool with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lock it in. I don't like the support one. You don't like Hillisa? I, do, I don't think he should be the All right, you, this is it. You get, you get, he probably doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve there's it. There's no other way. Like, well, who, no, I mean, I'd rather give it to Kasing. I would not give it to Kasing. There you go. I'd rather give it to Kasing or Skaren or Mickey. Not Mickey, no, Kasing or Skaren. But Kasing's melee supports, like, it's not like. But they just counter pick for him every time. He, has, he can play range. Yeah, but that's such a big resource, I think. All right, that's fair. All that's right. a fair point. We're sticking with Hillisang. But Hillisang's eagle supports are not that good. Like his Janna and Lulu. But his Morgana is crazy. Yeah, his Morgana is of course insane. <laughs> I agree that Hillisang, like when his team is winning and he can play aggressive, <laughs> he looks really good. All right. But I'm just a big fanboy. All right, Gilius gets that's, to decide it. Yes. He did once and you're making him do it again. Yeah, you're so yeah, upset. Yeah, it's fine. It's this fine. is what happens when you do Wait, things but, as a team. But let's say you decided. Who, who would it be? Actually, Kazing or... No scaring. No oh, scaring. shut the hell up. All right, off-road team. Is he from your country? No, he's from Norway. <laughs> oh, he's from Norway. Yeah, right. I know, I know. You just, you just love him. <laughs> Norskaren is great. You no just love Norskaren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. Okay, he has a spot on one of Fine, the... Fine, I put Gilead support then. Okay. All right, all pro team, guys. This is the final recap before we move on to the last section of the day. It is Wonder in the top lane, Cersei in the jungle, Caps in the mid lane, Reckless is AD carry, Hillisang as support. Your rookie of the split is Jazuke, and your MVP is Reckless. Now, remember, these aren't official... Votes by any means. The Euphoria podcast does not get one. We as individuals get to have an impact there. So, so you can vote for list. something else. This is a fun list. You can change your vote. You don't have to vote for Hillisang. Uh, I will uh, vote. I, fun fact, I don't hate Hillisang. It sounds like I, I do. But you are so worried. You're uh, so concerned today, man. You're so worried uh, about this stuff. But that's going to do it for our uh, our list, for our all-pro team, our MVP voting. We'll see who the actual one gets it. More towards the end of the split. I'm excited to find out. Probably Gilius. Gilius. All right, guys, I'm going to be honest. We went a little bit long on the MVP discussion. We had to talk about a lot of stuff. So today's quick fire predictions, or quick shots as we like to call them, are going to be especially quick. As an explanation, I list a matchup from the week. I say go. Each of our guests gets a chance to say what their prediction is. I forgot a pen, so I have no way to mark down what it is, but we're going to do our best to remember. We'll listen back to the audio. Yay. And then as an update, week two to seven, Deficio currently 34 out of 40, coming into week eight, hmm. he got another five, so he's at 39 out of 40. Almost 75% accuracy there. Oh, coming to King, Gilius, oh, coming sorry. to King. 39 out of 50, not That's that good, insane. not that good. Uh, our guess last time was Yankos, and he also got five out of 10. So currently 36, so still three, or still three deficit. Mainly due to Alfari being absolute Mainly, hot garbage. Yeah, Alfari absolutely uh, got But destroyed. this is going to be the last one for regular season, yes, which means is. that Gilius needs to beat me with at least three. three votes to okay. tie it. Otherwise, I beat the guests. I'll make the perfect predictions. There we go. There you go. All right, guys. Double check I got the right matchups. Are you ready? 
And he has to say go, and then we say... All right. Okay. Run. Splice versus Vitality. Go. Splice. Vitality. Easy. Shock versus H2K. Go. Shaka. Misfits Wait, versus Rock. Wait, I mean H2K there, because I said H2K is going to win the whole thing. H2K. 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 Okay, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Got it. <laughs> My Mis brain always goes shallow. Misfits versus Rockhead, go. Misfits. Misfits. Unicorns of Love versus G2, go. Unicorns of Love. G2. Ooh, Giants versus Fnatic. Go. Fnatic. Fnatic. That's easy. Giants versus Splice. 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 H2K versus Rocket. H2K. Rocket. Unicorns of Love versus Misfits. 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 <laughs> oh, God. G2 versus Vitality. 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 Ooh, Fnatic versus Schalke. Fnatic! Fnatic. You guys have at least three different. So in theory, Gilius, oh. you can make up all the differences here. But Ooh, as is per I should just said the same as him all the way through. And <laughs> that would have been you, safe. You could have, yes, actually. That's a boring a way to win. a win that way. That would be called yeah. strategy. God go. forbid you use <laughs> Okay. Um, so normally we do a wager. Splice versus Vitality seems the best one to wager Obvious on. One. I believe it is also our match of the week. All right, Gilius. If Vitality wins and therefore you win the bet... What do you want me to do? Uh, I, I want you to tweet out that I'm the best jungler in the world. Anything else but just the best jungler in the world? Something about uh, how your smites are awesome and... Yeah, ooh, just like good. say Didn't great I? stuff about me. Just like... A bunch of great stuff. Show that you're really in love with me. Okay, okay. You have to convince me in whatever the character <laughs> limit is for Twitter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to this because Gilius doesn't character want Character limit of character, Twitter. You have to convince me that you love Gilius. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 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 use so all 280, 280 characters to convince oh. me that how you great love Gilius. Gilius. Okay, okay. Love. I like that, I like that. That's now, not that hard. If Splice wins, which is fairly likely in this case, uh, Gilius, um, and this was Dracus's great idea, yes. mm -hmm. uh, you need to record a 30-second clip where you're reading a very, very wholesome speech to the world about yeah. how everything is awesome and perfect and what it's, else did it's, you want? It's, so you have so many spicy tweets, we thought we'd contrast it with a nice wholesome video where you talk about how EULCS is so great. You know, honestly, I feel like we're all so good at the game. You Everybody's love, having fun. You love, <laughs> you love, you know, the podcast. You love us. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's... I, yeah, you love all the in. other junglers. And you know, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Like, 30 I think seconds. all junglers are really good, and everyone's going to have a good time. And I'm honestly just so... Yeah, just really wholesome, really positive. 30-second <laughs> video. Sure, sure man. Cool. All Not right, gonna have them anyway, but yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the match to watch this week is Splice versus Vitality. Davicio has to use 280 characters to convince me and the rest of the world that he loves Gilius in the event of a Vitality win. In the event of a Splice win, we have a 30-second video where Gilius B is just absolutely as wholesome as possible, telling all of EU LCS how much he loves them and how great it is to be an EU LCS player. Wonderful. So there it is. Those are the stakes for the week. Yes, sir. This is the end of our show. Does anyone have any final words? Um, no. 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 I it was guess. fun though. We've been talking for a long time, so it's true. Like we're a little over. Everything we got. I feel like I want to read. Oh, I will do a, uh, a thing. Of what? course, we have to do uh, just at the end. We have to, of course, tell everyone week nine of EULCS. Yes, it's gonna Friday. Be insane. And Saturday. Nothing is locked for playoffs other Except than Fnatic. Fnatic first. Yeah, Fnatic first. So that also means... Splice are also locked in playoffs, but not in second. Yes. Uh, Fnatic first means they're guaranteed top four, which means they're guaranteed to go to Copenhagen, mm -hmm. play in the Royal Arena. 
early April, 7th and 8th of April. Buy tickets. Uh, there's everything, fan meets, and you can meet Reckless and stuff, and two Danes, Brooks and Caps. Like, a lot of good reasons to go just by Fnatic being there, and there is a good chance Gilius will also be in Copenhagen. Yep. Uh, and if you ever want to meet Gilius, uh, then you should probably go. Yep. Yeah. And he should make top four. And as a final kind of, before we go, obviously, thanks for listening. Buy some tickets, YouTube. Subscribe. SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe, let us know. Uh, in the words of the immortal at Gilius Law, don't be worried about our star players leaving to NA. When I meet them internationally this year, I will make sure they regret their decision. <laughs> and with those words of wisdom, we will call this the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs>